0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Hooked on Fantasy. I'm your host Luke Saw, coming at you with another divisional breakdown episode. Today we have the AFC East on the agenda, which is a jam-packed division full with fantasy football stars, new rookies, and potential breakouts and busts. So we're gonna dive into this entire division's, uh, this entire division, top to bottom, every single team with every f- single fantasy relevant player. Uh, we're gonna go in the order of Patriots, Dolphins, Bills, and Jets today. But first things first, we have some major news coming out of the Indianapolis Colts camp. Uh, Carson Wentz, new quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts, acquired from the Philadelphia Eagles this offseason, has sustained a foot injury and has undergone surgery, or sorry, will undergo surgery today. Uh, The report came out on Monday. Today, you'll be listening to this on Tuesday. Tomorrow, uh, Carson Wentz is uh, rumored to miss Five to 12 weeks, which is a very wide timeline. Thankfully, it is not a Liz Frank injury, but it's still something to definitely be concerned about. It's apparently a prior foot uh, injury that he's re-aggravated, and they're taking the bone out of his foot, which sounds uh, pretty disgusting. He's likely to miss up to uh, 12 weeks, which is going to put him in the middle of November. So Jacob Eason is likely going to be the starting quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts going into the season. And for likely a few weeks of the season, maybe even half the season or so, somewhere in that time range. What this means to me for fantasy is that Jonathan Taylor is going to see a lot of touches, probably more touches than with with Wentz being on the field healthy the entire season. But the thing is, is he going to see efficiency? Because the teams can load the box more on defense now, respect the deep ball less, and focus more on Jonathan Taylor on offense. I really can't really decide if Jonathan Taylor is going to benefit or hurt from this injury from Carson Wentz I tend to lean on the downside for him. I think that he's probably going to see less red zone opportunities, less passing opportunities, even though he didn't see too many of those in the first place, and less efficiency on the ground. I do think his volume could increase if you maybe have like a 0.1 point per carry kind of league. Uh, Could be good news for Jonathan Taylor. But in most dynasty redraft leagues, etc. across the board in standard PPR or half point or standard formats, I think Jonathan Taylor takes a bit of a bump down with his news. Uh, Besides that, I'm also fading... Pretty much every Indianapolis pass catcher at their current ADP. I'm sure their ADPs will adjust come the end of August here when we end uh, enter into full uh full steam ahead fantasy football season. But for the time being, I am pretty much hands off on every single pass catcher for the Colts offense because obviously this takes a major hit out of their ceiling. Uh there might be some values on the waiver wire right in the season when Carson Wentz comes back, but for right now, I am pretty much hands-off on every single Indianapolis Colt except for Jonathan Taylor ADP, even though his ADP gets a little bit murky. Um, but with that out of the way, that's uh, pretty much all the major news we have right now. There's a lot of training camp hype trains rolling for a lot of players. One name to keep an eye on I've really been liking is Terrace Marshall Jr. out of the Carolina Panthers. Um, I think he's poised to have a really solid rookie season. I think he he's given me a lot of the same vibes that Chase Claypool gave last season for me as a rookie. A guy who's a big-bodied wide receiver with decent draft capital. Not the best, but pretty solid draft capital who could come out, get a lot of touchdowns and contribute more. Uh, even though he's starting lower on the depth chart to start the season. Uh, moving on, though, to this divisional breakdown, we have the AFC East today, which is jam-packed, as I mentioned at the top of the show. Uh, starting things off with the New England Patriots. Uh, finished 7-9 and nine last season with a lot of missing players on the defensive side of the ball. A lot of poor wide receiver play. Pretty terrible quarterback play from Cam Newton. Enter in Mac McCorkle-Jones uh, out of Alabama to feed these new wide receivers. And tight ends with Johnny Smith, Hunter Henry, Nelson Aguilar added to the mix. Uh, a lot of interesting things here. Let's dive in first to the quarterback situation. Last season, Cam Newton was not great for fantasy. Uh, He did booty scoot a little bit on the ground with 12 rushing touchdowns, which is an insane amount, Uh, but he barely had any passing touchdowns at all. He was pretty pathetic passing the football. Um, I do think this job will go to Mac Jones sooner rather than later this season, and I think that will be a big bump for their skill position players. But knowing uh, Bill Belichick and this uh, New England Patriots offense, it's going to take some time. I think Mac uh, Cam Newton starts at least eight games this season. I think we'll see Mark uh, Mac Jones come in and some blowout victories, some blowout losses. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens there, but I do think that Mac Jones will see the field in some capacity to the season and Cam Newton will probably be sat on the bench at some point. Uh, moving on to the wide receivers. There's a lot of new, interesting faces in new England, but I think the one that is most important to touch on is Nelson Aguilar. Nelson Aguilar uh Infamous meme from the Philadelphia Eagles. He can't catch anything. Uh, he has stone hands. Last season, though, he was in Las Vegas, and he was actually a pretty solid fantasy asset for your teams. I'm pretty sure he was a pretty good weekly flex start, wide receiver three-type guy with upside. He has a nice PPR play, and I do think that the New England Patriots are going to deploy him in the same aspect. I think that right now he is the best wide receiver on the New England Patriots talent-wise is Nelson Aguilar, which is disgusting, but I think Aguilar could – can compete for relevant fantasy touches and i think he's definitely worth rostering on your dynasty teams and in redraft they'll probably be on your waiver wire or go at the very end of your draft he's basically free definitely take a shot on him if you're looking for wide receiver depth at the end of your drafts um moving on to tight end so tight end for the new england patriots is very 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 interesting they spent a ton of money this offseason going out and getting hundreds They spent a lot of money going out this offseason going out for uh, Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry, two very, very solid pass-catching tight ends. They spent a lot of money. I think that they're definitely going to have a very large, carved-out role in this offense. I think that Hunter Henry is probably going to take a bit of a backseat because he is the backup on the depth chart, obviously. Uh, But I do think that Johnny is the boy there. I think he's going to be a PPR monster. He's going to be heavily targeted. He's going to be very efficient. He's going to see a lot of red zone work. Sure, Henry's going to nibble into that, but I do think we're going to see a lot of a two-tight end set offense from the New England Patriots. We've seen them do it successfully with Aaron Hernandez and Rob Gronkowski back in the day. I do think we can see them re-implement that strategy here this season with Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry. So it's kind of wheels up for me on the tight ends in the New England Patriots. I'd much rather have Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry. But hey, if you're a dynasty manager and Hunter Henry happens to be on your roster, uh, no sweat there. He's a very talented player. He's paid a lot of money. They're definitely going to use him. There's no way they paid him. Uh, I think upwards of $10 million a year, if I'm if I'm correct there, uh, to sit on the bench and do nothing. So as uh, that being said, uh, uh, let's move on to the running backs. Running backs are very, very interesting. We see rookie uh, Ramondre Stevenson, a bit of a power back out of the mix with Damian Harris and company. I do think Damian Harris is going to be the guy there. All the reports out of the camp saying that he is the likely guy to compete with the, for the starting role. But I do think we see guys like Ramondre Stevenson slotted in to compete for goal line carries, uh, third down work, etc. And I do think this team is a lot more murky than it looks on paper. Uh, even though it looks very murky on paper, I think this is going to be a true RBBC. There's going to be value, but I don't love it. And it's going to be really interesting to see which guys take a step forward on weeks and which guys don't. I like Ramondre Stevenson a lot in best ball leagues, like the puppy uh, on over on Underdog, these huge DPP uh, DFS kind of entry league format. And I do think that Ramon J. Stevenson could be a major league winner for some people. So that puts a bow in the New England Patriots. In summary, QB is a question mark. Running back's a question mark. Wide receiver, gross, but Nelson Aguilar is good. Johnu Smith is my boy right now for tight end value in fantasy. He's fantastic. And Hunter Henry is going to get his share as well. Moving on to the Miami Dolphins, who have a lot of question marks as well on offense. Starting with Tua Tagovailoa Coming back healthy now, fully healthy. Tua saying. But will he be able to hold up for the season with his wide receivers? Everyone in their mother right there uh, is injured right now. Albert Wilson is the only guy left pretty much. Uh, Waddle, Parker, Will Fuller, they're pretty much all hurt. I think it's going to be a really gross situation for the receiving room, if I'm being honest, this year. I don't love the Dolphins receiving options. I think that it's going to be a pretty crowded room. There's not going to be a lot of room to grow for these guys. The ceiling's pretty low. And I, I do like Tua. I think he's a talented player. I just think for fantasy football, is not the best guy. I think he's he he plays a lot more like Kirk Cousins than he does to an aggressive uh, fantasy football week-winning quarterback. I think that Kirk Cousins is probably going to have like a QB 10 to uh, 18 season this year. I like him. I just don't think that the ceiling is really there to have an elite season, so I don't love that very much. Moving on to the running backs in uh, Miami. I do really, really like Miles Gaskin. I think Gaskin is fantastic in PPR leagues. I I think he's going to be peppered with a lot of targets. He's going to see a lot of goal line carries and opportunities and touches in an offense that will be putting up points in a a team that will be winning game scripts and be winning games this season. I do think the Miami Dolphins are a good football team. I think they're going to win upwards of nine games this season, uh, being a lot of positive game scripts for Miles Gaskin to run the football in. That being said, I don't love him. But I do like him a lot of his current ADP. I will be leaving some drafts to Miles Gaskin this year. I would like to get more guys who are more stable, like David Montgomery, who are hovering around the same-ish ADP range. Um, but I do like Miles Gaskin. I think he's like the only Dolphin I really love this year. Mike Kosicki feels like a, a decent guy. I mean, if you really need a tie down at the end of your draft, Kosicki's a fine choice. I just don't think there's enough targets for him to really be extremely relevant this season. So, uh, Moving on to the Buffalo Bills a fantasy powerhouse in its own right this year. Uh, Josh Allen had a fantastic career uh, season last year. He was the quarterback one on the year overall. I think he's my quarterback two this year, if I believe uh, that is correct in my rankings. He has the perfect balance of arm strength, passing talent, and running talent. He is a fantasy QB one, absolutely locked and loaded top five in my opinion. Him and Stephon Diggs are a marriage that'll last a lifetime. Uh, He will make you very, very happy in your fantasy leagues this year at at its current ADP. I love Josh Allen. He's so good. The running backs are pretty murky. Zach Moss, Devin Singletary. I really thought they were going to draft a guy. I would have really liked to see a guy like Javante Williams go to Buffalo this season and really establish himself as the dominant running back one like they need. Um, However, I do think that if they want a running back from Buffalo, Zach Moss is the guy. His ADP is pretty cheap uh Devin Singletary just feels pretty disgusting I think Zach Moss has a higher chance to score more touchdowns this season and that's what you want obviously you want touchdowns so uh moving on to wide receiver I mean do I even need to talk about Stefan Diggs I mean he's a dog he's an elite wide receiver especially in PPR he's gonna be top five guy guaranteed this year love Stefan Diggs he's amazing I'll kiss him on the lips every t- every time I see him in public I'll just smooch him uh beautiful man beautiful hands beautiful wide receiver um moving on to tight end it's very forgettable uh bouncing back to the depth wide receiver though Gabriel Davis had a lot of dynasty hype this offseason I, I kind of got on the train but I got back off the train with Emmanuel Sanders coming to town uh everything out of camp is saying that Emmanuel Sanders has been like the missing piece in Buffalo he's looked fantastic he Do a lot of great things I I do really think it's just not Gabe Davis's season I think it's going to be next year if anything I mean Sanders can't last forever I think he's like 34 years old if, if that's correct um I I, I like Gabe Davis a lot as a talent. I think he's going to be a really good wide receiver for a long time in the NFL. Uh, I just don't think it's this year, unfortunately. So us Dynasty guys have to put our backpacks on and just carry Dave, Gavis, Dave Gavis, <laughs> Gabe Davis on our backs to next season. Uh, Emmanuel, Sorry, not Emmanuel Sanders. I don't even want to talk about Cole Beasley, anti-facts specialist. Um, but Beasles, I mean, he'll have some games in best ball. I think he's a really cheap target. But redraft, uh, not really loving him this year. Um, so that'll do it for the Buffalo Bills, guys. Moving on to our very last team of this divisional breakdown tonight, we have the New York Jets. The Jets are a completely different day, it's a new day for the New York Jets, in my opinion. Zach Wilson, a young, talented quarterback who has an elite arm, who I think can really push the ball downfield and unlock this New York Jets offense. Corey Davis adding in uh, Elijah Moore, Michael Carter, a lot more weapons, a solid offensive line with Elijah Barry Tucker and Mackay Beckton. I think this team is moving in the right direction. I think this team's going to be a good fantasy offense this year with Zach Wilson at the helm. Zach Wilson's ADP currently is quarterback 29. He is going to be guaranteed the starter this season, and I would bet my house that Zach Wilson finishes above that ADP. Guarantee it. He will finish inside the top 24. I That's a lock in my opinion as well. I think that Zach Wilson is a very, very good quarterback coming into the league. I think he has a rocket arm, and he has a very high ceiling. He's being slept on more than any other quarterback prospect coming out of this class. I think Mac Jones is even getting more coverage than him currently. Wilson is a talented quarterback with an extremely high ceiling on a franchise that's turning around with good weapons and a good offensive line. Zach Wilson has all the all the tools. He has all the ingredients in the kitchen to make a delicious meal. You know what I mean? A delicious meal. A delicious fantasy meatloaf, if you will. Zach Wilson is the chef, baby. He's cooking it up. I love it. I don't know how deep I'm going to go up with this metaphor, but I'm just going to keep rolling. with He's going to add in some herbs and spices like KFC, baby. Zach Wilson's going to take this baby all the way to the, the finished plate portion. He's going to make this the entree. It's going to be beautiful. I, I really do like Zach Wilson, though. I think he's going to be a great, great, great quarterback this season for fantasy. He's going to win some people some championships, I think, in ADP at in Superflex League and best ball um love zach wilson i think elijah moore is gonna have a pretty solid rookie season Corey davis is a very 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 sneaky value in redraft leagues right now they paid him 30 million dollars this offseason to come in and be the wide receiver one in new york he's gonna get a lot of targets he might not be the most efficient we've never really seen Corey davis in that role before but he had a breakout season last year in uh, uh tennessee i wrote an article about it last november about how how much his stats has changed and his analytics were pointing in the right direction and i really just think that Corey davis has turned his career around uh, without the uh, the Marcus Mariota experience in Tennessee. And now that he's on another team with Zach Wilson, who's going to have a high eight dot a high average depth the target, if you will, and uh, a lot of targets going to, in his favor, I think that Corey Davis is going to have a great year. Uh, Denzel Mims, is, I, it's, I think it's over for Denzel Mims, unfortunately. He's been running with the third team in training camp, which is really depressing. I thought Mims deserved another chance. I didn't think he had, really even had a chance to begin with, actually, to shine this his past rookie season. He was injured like half the year. I guess this didn't really work out, unfortunately, for Denzel Mims. Jamison Crowder still there. Uh, Him and Elijah Moore are going to be doing some similar things for that team, so that's going to be something to keep an eye on. And then tight end is uh, pretty gross. Chris uh, Chris Herndon has been uh, gripping onto the edge of the cliff, uh, the edge of the fantasy cliff, with his fingernails for like a decade now. It feels like. Uh, But Kenny Yaboa, if you're nasty, uh, Yaboa. I think that's how you pronounce his name. I don't really know. Um, Rookie tight end. Apparently, have been giving him a bit of a run for his money in training camp this, uh, this season so far. Chris Hernan is a solid guy. I don't really love either of these tight ends and redraft this season, but I'm definitely keeping an eye on both of them in, uh, on the waiver wire. Uh, but besides that, I mean, let's do a quick recap of the division, and that'll be it for today, guys. I mean, the New England Patriots, uh, QB situation's a bit murky. Running back, going to be a committee, but Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson are worth taking a peek at for the over there. Uh, Nelson Aguilar is going to be really interesting for the Patriots wide receiver core. Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry are sneaky values, especially Johnny in PPR leagues. going to get a lot of targets. Uh, Dolphins, Tua is the key. If he unlocks a breakout year, he's going to be fantastic and lead this team to great things. If not, everything's going to be pretty mad across the board for this team. Uh, Miles Gaskin is going to be great in PPR leagues. He'd be a bit of a cheat code. A lot of receiving work, a lot of goal line opportunities. Overall, thumbs up there from Miles Gaskin. The Bills, Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs are goaded. Everywhere else is going to be a bit murky. We're going to have to dig a little bit. I think Emmanuel Sanders is going to sneak to the forefront and be a really nice value for some people this year. And for the New York Jets, Zach Wilson's being slept on. Really, really cheap for no reason. Elijah Moore is going to be great his rookie season. Corey Davis is going to be great. Michael Carter is going to have a really interesting relationship with Tevin Coleman. But I think Carter is going to get the majority of the carries in the RBBC. And it's going to be a good value for him this year. So uh, that'll do it for today's episode of Hook on Fantasy, everybody. I'm your host, Luke Sawhook, and I'll see you again on Thursday. Have a great day, everybody, and I'll see you next time. Goodbye.